Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. Chelsea Vowell uh, Nitsiagasan. Molly Swain Nitsiagasan. Amanda Lickers Yunjits. Hey, nice. Mantu Sakaignik Nitotsin. Oh, Tusquanik Nitotsin. Where are you from? Oh my god, I'm not Cree, guys. No, that's cool. That's cool. We're just like, hello. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm from, I'm from, I grew up in Prince Edward County on uh, the North Shores Lake of Ontario. My family is from Six Nations of the Grand River. And I live here in Jonah Joe Joggy, so called Montreal. Nice. Also known as Mooniang. Mooniang. Yes. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so welcome to Otbem Sui Squewa Kitsigiskog Metis in Space. It's been a long time. We haven't even released our penultimate episode, but we're no. taping the ultimate episode, the season finale, season three finale. So many seasons. So many seasons. So many finales. Indeed. Here we are. We're just, it's a time warp of finales. And so, yeah, it's been its been a long time, but yeah, we're wrapping this one up and we got some cool stuff coming up for the next season, which we'll share with y'all like later, uh, later than now. Later now than late, now. but it's going to be later than late. Yeah, we're, we're putting the time into time warp, and That's also right. the warp into time warp. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So well, we're don't even worry about it. Yeah, so one of the things that we've got going on is we've got a new blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually not directly Métis in space related. It's indirectly Métis in space related. Well, it's we're, called... we're in it, so it is directly related. True. Like That's how, true. How... And also, we're talking about the future in it. There we so are. Thus, it's the future, space. it's the past, it's time, it's present, it's land, it's Métis. It's warping. There you go. There we go. It's so it's so directly related. Yeah, it's also like super accessible, really easy. It's your grandmother and your daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to one time. superwoman. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 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 All right, what so, is it? What is it? Yeah. So it's a blog. Uh, you can you can hit it up at metianspace.com mm-hmm. and it's called Back to the Land, Two Land, Too Furious. <sighs> Two Land, Too Furious. Because if you hadn't heard, Chelsea and I are going back to the land. <laughs> and we're obviously too furious. Indeed. That was an excellent yeah. call. There we mm. go. We're going back to Mantusaka, which is out west of Edmonton in the country just gonna be moving out there uh, into a basement for a while and then building ourselves uh, with literally no budget a straw bale home we're gonna be doing it old school we're gonna be documenting it it's it's really exciting we have a lot of plans plans uh, within plans oh yes indeed it's it's almost as though we are Bene Gesserit but like less Colonial, and I don't want to wait ninety generations. Yeah. Decolonial. Yeah, decolonial. yeah, decolonial, and also not so much into the eugenics. No, <laughs> very, very little. Yeah. Perhaps eugenics. not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our ultimate goal is not the Cuisette's Hatterack. No, no, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's housing sovereignty, it's land sovereignty, it's language sovereignty, it's learning family how. sovereignty. It's it's all of it. Yeah, all the sovereignty. Dang. Yeah, yeah. We, I hope those settlers listening are getting their checkbooks ready. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna be, you know, a lot of a lot of settlers ask, you know, how can I help? How can I help? Well, we're going to be telling you how to help concretely. So get on the blog, look for that, look for that. Where can I help? How can I help? And it's going to be like attached to a big old give us your money button. Yeah. 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 But I mean, more than that too, like it's really, it's, it's, it's going to be a cool project because, um, I find that a lot of people who talk about going back to the land, ignore the obstacles involved in, in doing that. And also, you know, this, this whole thing where we're talking about building a house, like from scratch on little budget, um, you know, I've been reading a lot of books and stuff and and look, it's really inaccessible stuff. Like you have to become like this Mm -hmm. expert, right? So we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to break it down for you though, so that other people can look at what we're doing and be like, Hey, I can actually do that. Yeah. If they can do it. Yeah. I can do it. I mean, man, like if we can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) in a way you guys help plant the seed. 
for my motivation to build on Crown Land. There we there go. go. RCMP, I hope you're tuning into that. Yeah, now you yeah. know. Okay. Now you know. Yeah. Plans within plans. There. Plans within plans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so just keep checking that out. Um, right now we're just blogging about what's going on, but there's going to be there's going to be videos, there's going to be podcasts, there's going to be so much content coming out there. So follow us on our amazing journey back home, mm. back to the land, to land, too furious. And also, okay, so I want to blog as Mall Walker, and I'm trying really hard to convince Chelsea to blog as Vin Cheezle. <laughs> but so I, I'm gonna need everybody's help to convince her to do that because she's currently resisting for some reason. Yeah, I cannot imagine yeah. why. Anyway, so we've maybe got your birthday. Maybe oh yeah, my birthday. <laughs> It'll be like my birthday, birthday present. Yeah, Vin Cheezle here. <laughs> wow. Wish and Mall I, Walker a happy B day. Almost shaved my head. So like yeah, there you go. I'm, there you go. I'm we gotta work on our out. we gotta work on our uh, guns the heights, there. Yeah. yeah. Get the two tickets to the gun show. <laughs> okay, Checking so- out the pythons <laughs> on Vin Cheezle over here. Anyway. <laughs> so, Molly, what wine did we have tonight? Oh, have we been drinking wine? That's shocking. Uh, so we actually got a little a little local beverage this evening. It's mm. the- Beverage. Oh, sorry. A Breuvage. We're, we're, still, we're still in Montreal. we gotta, True. Right. we got to class it up. It's a Vin Rouge. <laughs> a vin rouge. A vin rouge. On the Vignoble Doka. Wola. It's pretty good. JK, it's actually not my favorite. Uh, it's called Mystère Rouge. And a little info if you're interested in checking it out. Uh, Sabrevois and Frontenac are the two varieties of red grapes that were used in order to achieve this typical features and characteristic taste unique to this Quebec vineyard. This wine has a ruby red color with a silky texture mixed with subtle, subtle woody notes and the aromas of red currants and cherry. It's a full-bodied wine with a round texture, complex with a touch of raspberry and cherry, evolving towards a spicy finale. Powerful and well-balanced, this wine will definitely please your palate. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Yeah. Clank, clank. It's actually, I, I found it pretty fruity after the Revolution Red. Like, it's, uh-huh. it, you know, yeah. very fruity. Yeah. It, not like Amanda Amanda was yeah. saying that it kind of tastes like bananas, and I kind of agree. Yeah. It had a, ban- a very banana yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah, which is a bit, it's a bit weird for a wine. It's smell, too. Yeah. We've had oak, very, we've had leather, we've yeah. had vanilla. We haven't had banana. Those things are normal. Banana yeah. is not a usual flavor yeah. of wine, yeah. I'm say. All right. So, uh, what the heck did we just watch? Oh, God. What did we just it watch? Was okay. It was terrible. It was not good. It was, like most of what we watch. I mean, come True. on. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, fair. to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we watched the show Farscape, um, which I have limited experience with because occasionally I'm like, I need to stop watching Star Trek every day of my life and find a new show. So this but that's wrong. My, that's I, not true. That's, that's what I'm lie. finding. It's a fallacy. Yeah. As time fallacy? passes, it's fallacy. Fallacy. Yeah. fallacy. 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 It's false. It's fully false. Yeah, it's a, it's a faux. It's a faux dream mm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Farscape was one of one of these fallacies. Um, it's uh, it's basically a show about this like white guy who's a human who gets sucked through a wormhole to the other side of space, uh, where Hated he just it. continues to be the whitest, yeah. mannest oh. person on Earth. Yeah. So what we watched, was but not show- on Earth. Oh, but not on Earth. Right. Yeah, from Earth. In from Earth. multiple galaxies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we watched season one, episode 11, Till the Blood Runs Clear, in which, while flying Crichton's ship near a sun with high flare activity, John and Aaron narrowly avoid getting sucked into an unstable wormhole. Yawn. Yawn. This, yeah. You know, I, I, I remember trying to watch the pilot for this show and just being like, wow, this is boring. Um, but okay, but what it's got going for it is Jim Henson was like heavily involved in the production, so all of the aliens are like super cool Jim Henson puppets. Yeah, but then Henson couldn't even save it. No, couldn't. It's wow. true. This is a lot. Okay, Jim but Henson can't save it. Yeah. So we picked this one. I agree. Or I picked this one because I I'd, I'd been looking up, you know, like what what we could watch that has Native American, I don't know, themes or or people or tropes in it. And this came up. A few people were like, "Yeah, you know these uh, these creatures in this in this particular episode uh, are, are so obviously Native American." And and we're watching. We're kind of like, eh, eh, "Are they? Eh. Are right. they?" But I think I think Molly you made a good point when you're like, "Well, you know, but people perceive them as representing Native Americans, so we can we can talk about that." You know? mm, yeah. Like I. I think, you know, we're looking at it and we're like, eh, not so much. But maybe people looking at the outside that it triggers those things like, you know, the aesthetic or how they're acting, you know, yeah, it goes into, plays into some of those indigenous tropes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as we're getting away from more obvious things like Avatar, Mm -hmm. um, we're, I think kind of what we're finding is that, you know, 
and we've seen this before where, you know, shows don't actually have to have indigenous people in them in order for there to be indigenous themes or indigenous tropes or, you know, characters that are supposed to represent natives. Right. Um, which is, is kind of like really interesting to me because, you know, it's, it's that, it's that move to innocence thing or that, you know, that constant threat of the indigenous, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly around like the white male hero. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like also to like a lot of sci-fi conceptions of plot lines like rely on some sort of imperialistic voyage or you know like there's always like even if it's like and that's where I feel like even if it's like not even a character or or a species that it seems like relatable to like indigenous ways of knowing and being it's like a lot of the time the political context Mm -hmm. is like just happens to be so applicable because like even because even though like Um, because when I was watching Farscape in a way even just the way that this guy is like displaced amongst all these foreign things in a way I was like inverse reading it of like the story of like what it's like to be Uncle Homie in the context of a city Mm -hmm. and like city settlements and like feeling like gone through like a wormhole and like now I'm like there's like concrete everywhere you can't drink from the water like these kinds of things like of like the dystopian now like what you talked about what Mm -hmm. you mentioned before Molly Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah I mean overall though Farscape yeah not good. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So the show opens up with Aaron, uh, who's kind of this character who's been bred to be a soldier. And she's, you know, she's also kind of like the babe of the show. She's like the, the 90s power babe of the show. Uh, you know, we're talking about like the Sarah Connor yeah, style yeah, yeah. Mm. a la Terminator 2. Um, but she's basically like committed all these like crimes of treason and stuff. So she can't go back to kind of this imperialist uh, military that she was like born and bred to. Uh, and then Crichton, who's kind of like this, the white guy. Yeah. Just the, just the mediocre the white guy, white guy that the, every yeah. show needs. Pasty face, boring, mm-hmm. white bread. Bad yeah. hair. Yeah. Bad yeah. hair. Yeah. Hat hat. Yeah. Hat hat, no hat. Inexplicable. Yeah. 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 Just mediocre white guy. Yep. So they're in a spaceship together and they're trying to gather data um, because there are similar solar flares to what Crichton experienced when the wormhole opened up that sucked him into the part of the universe that he's now in. And Yeah, and so a, a major part of this whole show, uh, like the entire series, is that he, he wants to go home, right? And that's all he cares about. And in this episode in particular, that comes out a lot, where he's just like, he's totally, you know, like, one-track mind. I'm getting home. And he doesn't care what happens to anybody else or if he drags someone along with him yeah. you know it's just like totally all about his needs and his wants mm-hmm. and everybody else is like peripheral to that yeah yeah, so. yeah like supporting like literal supporting roles yeah of like oh I'll drive the spaceship for you yeah like this this girl that you are just talking about yeah so of course you know the solar flares uh, the ship that he's in is the ship that he came through the wormhole in uh, that's still in working condition and so because it lets off a certain type of radiation or something, another wormhole pops up. Yeah. Uh, and they almost get dragged into it because he's not steering away in time. He's kind of staring, like, in awe at this wormhole, being like, oh, maybe this is the one. Maybe I can go home. Yeah. And everyone's yelling at him, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. let's get out of here. This is an unstable wormhole. And they barely make it out. Um, but unfortunately... Yeah, the through the wall in, of the wormhole, I want to add... Yeah, do you want to get all science yeah, on this no, one? No, well, I mean, it just... The wormholes, like, an entrance and an exit... They just, like, sighed. They just went through the wall of the wormhole. Yeah. Like, that... That, for me, immediately, I was, like... Not so science. Frustrated. Very little science. Annoyed by that. But, you know... But I like that Aaron fully just unloads on him. Being, like... That's true. You know, you didn't even ask me if I wanted to go here. You're just dragging me along. Like, you suck. And, And he's, like, coming up with all these excuses. And she's, like, no, you still suck. And then he's, like like fake apologizes well I'm sorry she's like no you actually still suck yeah I was like right on Aaron yeah, yeah. that was cool yeah. I like how everybody in this whole show is just giving him shit the entire yeah, that's true. time yeah. that's, that's true. true like that that was very satisfying actually mm-hmm. but he's yeah. still like the whole I, he's obviously there so people can feel like you know white guys can can look at him and be like yeah you know like don't you understand what he's going through and you know identify with him and stuff yeah. and and making excuses for everything. Well, I didn't, I didn't do this and I didn't do that, so I'm, I'm not so bad. Well, yeah. And also, the, the thing with the Aaron's character is, you know, she's, she's that '90s power babe, but she's also that '90s power babe in the way that, like, obviously, she immediately has this like hyper 
you know, like, conflict-based relationship with the white guy main character that you know is going to eventually evolve into Into some kind of, like, romantic romantic tension. Yeah. As though, like, any woman who, you know, dislikes a man is actually just, like, on the verge of liking him, on the verge of falling in love, on the verge of, like, jumping all over him and ripping his clothes off. Like, the settler version of reconciliation. Oh my god. It's like, if we, like, just be, you know, the fact that we're in conflict with settlers and that we, like, kind of, like, just want some space away from them actually means that eventually we're just going to get into this, like, romantic relationship where we're just going to be all, like, lovey-dovey together. Right. And that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really Reconciliation what it, through bad... 90s power babe tropes of romance exactly exactly it's like it's like you know he only he only hit you because he likes you you know oh my god and this is the thing too it's because justin trudeau has that like pretty boy yoga dad thing going on everybody's all over so like we're supposed to be like this is a new this is a new era for us nation to nation our nation with justin trudeau's babe nation like number one justin trudeau not hot i know thank you thank you i'm I'm getting really tired of the whole like babification i don't like his tattoo like yeah his face i don't don't like his eye colors i don't like his hair i don't like his hair i don't like his politics i don't like his political party and i don't like the fact that he is like the head of a fake ass nation you know we could we could sit here for hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Conse- are we that. are we getting consensus? The, ha- the Haudenosaunee yeah. obviously very into consensus. Are we yeah. in consensus? Justin Trudeau is a no. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Is a no. We're there's not. There's no romance going on there. No yeah. romance. Just, Canada. just say no to Trudeau. Yeah. Nice. There we go. I like that. My new, my new slogan. Just say no. Anyway, we're... Okay, no, I, just, I actually made a note about the wormhole moment. Yeah, dude. Um, he disassociates the whole time when she's yeah. saying, listen, like, well, she doesn't, she doesn't yeah, say yeah. that, but she's saying, turn around. She's saying, go the opposite direction. Stop trying to enter this wormhole that is unstable and going to tear us apart. And the whole time, he's disassociating, like, wow, it's so hypnotic. I might yeah. get to the other side. And I just feel like this is, like, such a classic white man baby moment of like oh I'm so overwhelmed with my own needs and desires that other people simply don't even exist yeah, yeah. you know yeah. anyway I just want yeah. to add that no, and that's like so that's like a theme that goes throughout this yep. entire show true so they true. escape the wormhole but they have a plasma leak so they can't go back to the ship the coolest part of the show honestly in my opinion is that the the big spaceship that they're on is a living ship so it's like a living being mm-hmm. that they're like co co-inhabiting mm aboard that's uh, pregnant yeah pregnant. the that's ship's so pregnant so cool. right now so like because there's a plasma leak the ship is like you're not coming back on here because i got a baby on board yeah and so they are forced to land on this kind of like dune-esque desert planet mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. very dune looking mm-hmm. so there's there's a mechanic down there and the mechanic i think we we agreed was like our favorite character oh yeah yeah uh just really badass very competent and just you know has plans of her own too you mm-hmm. know it's just like she's like she's not she's looking out for herself she's making sure that she gets compensated you know uh, there's reciprocity whether or not pasty face white guy wants there to be or, or no um, and then there's okay so another theme of this is the solar flares apparently this blue creature this Zan is Zan? Zan yeah yeah this blue creature yeah. like gets like all orgasmic from the solar flares mm-hmm. so True. this is sort of like you know it's supposed, it's supposed to be sort of titillating in the show is you know she, every time these solar flares happen she's she's all like overcome and like it's all sensual and stuff and it, it get it got kind of annoying you know it's like oh no she we might see her naked oh no yeah. she's, I feel like know. this was Jim Henson being like I'm making an adult show yeah. and everybody's like Jim Henson right like there's naughty bits. Yeah. There might be naughty bits. Yeah. And everybody's no, like, oh, your nakedness is so gross, blue lady. Ah, oh, keep your blue appendages away from me. Yeah, it's like, whatever. She's all like, I love being naked so much, and I'm <laughs> such a hot blue alien. And you're like, you've yeah. seen hot blue aliens before, right. Avatar. Yeah. Like, plenty, plenty of hot blue aliens, so. Why blue? I don't know. I don't blue know. Man group? Is blue Man Group? Maybe this is some kind of... No, no, no that's a stretch. I think this is predates yeah. Blue Man Oh, yeah? Group. I, think I don't it's know. it's easy. Wasn't it in the, the 90s? Blueness? You know, well, yeah. yeah. What about blue people? I'm, I, mean, I mean, this right? is very more alien-esque, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the safe way of othering, yeah. you know, like a humanoid without seeming like they're white supremacists. Yeah. Which yeah, totally. all, most, most sci-fi writers who are white are white supremacists yeah. based on the stories they tell. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, Like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, Farscape. The Worf narrative. Farscape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they, they land and, and they're getting their ship worked on. Uh, and this this mechanic lady gives them like these kind of cool sand goggles. I guess like to yeah, me they're, they're sweet. Yeah, they they Those sort of cool. remind me of like the the Inuit like mm-hmm. uh, you know snow goggles. It's just I think it's just to cut down on the glare because they had like they had like a pin pinpoint 
you know, opening to them. And then they also had like a like little visors over each goggle. Yeah. So I guess to protect them from the solar flares, but also probably pretty useful out there because all of the people like. There's, you know, there's there's all these people around that are dressed like in white with masks over their faces yeah. and their eyes covered. Yeah. And I don't know if those are like the the native people of that planet. They seem to be the indigenous people. Yeah. And you yeah. know, that's I was kind of expecting more of a plotline with yeah. them. Yeah. From them, yeah. But they never even speak. No, they they're don't just kind yeah. of just around. There. Yeah. yeah. They're Milling just around. Yeah. 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 That was weird. Uh, and so this wanted beacon comes up. And three of three of this guy's uh, crewmates are, are named. This guy's been chasing all of them. Apparently, that's part of the the whole series. Yeah, Captain Christ. Because I think uh, Pasty Face kills his brother in the first episode or something Damn. like that. And so then he has this like vengeance vengeance thing going. Didn't and... you kill? Didn't you kill? Didn't you kill my brother? Yeah, you're too young for that. That was a great video. Check it out if you ever get a chance. <laughs> yeah, 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 really really like, bizarre. We'll watch we it after. We don't know that one. It's great. Uh, so yeah, so they're. Uh, this guy's like putting out a bounty basically on, on the three crewmates that are still up on the ship. Uh, so Pacey Face is like, Dang Lang, what am I gonna do? And then we we see the, the natives. Yeah, so so they come up. Uh, they're for Carrions. So I don't even I don't even know how to necessarily describe what they're what they're wearing. They're, they've got these red eyes. They've got these kind of like gnarly looking sharp teeth. Yeah, very animal hair. faces almost. You know. Yeah, they're yeah. wearing like actually kind of like awesome in terms of aesthetics. I yeah, think they have I the like best it. aesthetic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, like um, yeah. kind of like this warrior gear with armor. Some um, accessories yeah, that kind of look like chest plate. Will work. Yeah, definitely then, yeah, like a chest, chest plate, plate. And then some like fur feathers. Yeah, as well. and I don't yeah. know if the Accent fur is actually part of them or not. Mm. Like it was, it was unclear if they're actually furry. If or it's if like it was their, just like if it's their body hair yeah. or if it's like aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And, and kind of like chaps or, or like a loincloth, like I don't know. Definitely what's chaps. Going on. Yeah. For sure, chaps. For but sure. they also had like some sort of like other things going on there. I don't know. It was just kind even of cool. like wrapped things that look like yeah. wrapped with quills. Yeah. Like quill work kind of. Yeah, they both like, had they both had like a, yeah, like this circle that almost looked like medicine wheel. It yeah. was just yeah. a little bit different. But one color, yeah. all white. It was all yeah. white. Yeah. And they both look the same. There's a male and a female. But they don't really look that much different. Like, yeah. they're dressed the same. They look yeah. about the same. That's one thing that I, like, well, we're, I'm kind of getting ahead of the plot. No, no, go ahead. We, we do that go all the time. We yeah, okay. So, but just to slightly backtrack <laughs> before I get to that point. Because um, I find it very interesting that they released the bulletin on this, like, project public projector. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I don't know. I always, like, look to, certain, to sci-fi in the way that they're looking to, like, normalize um, certain kind of like technological advances and like for like next steps and like yeah. we've seen like Star Trek is like so many things that happened in Star Trek like we are living now and so anyway so I think there's something to there's something to the fact that like this I the way even um that the the language of the Empire man they were they said something particular that really just reminded me of um yeah. It, even just like how they refer to themselves as peacekeepers, mm, and like yeah. how like an impu- yeah, yeah. And, and, and like this this empirical police state is like trying to camouflage itself within like this rhetoric of democracy, like highly evolved people. We're peacekeepers. We're not police. Like, right, right. And just like just like entwined with like the bulletin of like wanted, wanted, and like it's in a public space. So now like even if you're just like chilling, having a beer, you're a wanted criminal. Now everyone knows they're gonna try and they're gonna try and. Uh, you know, hand you over to a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. So those are all things like I find like kind of interesting in terms of like that, and also Canada uses a lot of the time like and United States often this like idea of like oh we're a democracy, this is some mm-hmm. like peaceful of like proletarian run like you know like you know nation state that somehow is like equal or something. Yeah, actually that's that's a really interesting point because like this idea of like the public wanted beacon in in the public space basically mm-hmm. acts to like deputize everybody right yeah like, everybody true. becomes a yes cop. and it's reminding me of being exactly. in ottawa where there are already six police forces but i was yeah, like, having a wild. conversation with yeah. one of my old props and he was telling me that in ottawa if you do something as like innocuous as like roll through a red light or like a stop sign on your bike even if there's no cars around people walking beside you on the street will like yell at you right right is that like this idea of like self-deputization or like the state deputizing everybody in the yeah. like right like the kill right. your cop the in ultimate, the head the ultimate yep. right state because everybody's yeah. the police yeah yeah, yeah. Um, or like even some set like settler colonial nation states like israel where it was like manu- mandatory conscription yeah. so literally everyone is militarily trained trained so yeah. it's no longer the break between vigilante or institutional like violence 
clients um, from like white settlers, it's always in, it's always from like a military background. So I find that interesting, especially too because here in Turtle Island, like the history of policing actually comes from like vigilante initiative, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like an inverse. But anyway, trying to get to a different point around <laughs> the aesthetics, I just wanted to add that piece. Um, yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say before. Well, so they both look the same. Right? Oh, yeah. And so, like, the, the so this horrible scene breaks out where they are, like, sniffing up um, Aaron and being like, is this your female? Oh, yeah. To, like, right. the pasty face, who I labeled POS as a piece of shit. Settler. <laughs> piece of settler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow... Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 it's just like just the way that um, anyway. So they're they're kind of like trying to almost kidnap her, and they're like, "Oh, if this is not your female, then I guess we're we're gonna be you're not gonna miss her or whatever." Yeah. And then he has yeah. to make this alpha male stance, but it just like really and which is really patriarchal and fucked up or yeah, problematic. No, okay, yeah. cool. we are all the time. Okay, yeah. great, excellent. Most of the time, I'm eighteen in space. But anyway, and then just like the way that um, like indigenous um, gender identities were like not being like read or represented in a way that was like visual. It was more that like was like yeah, yeah, something that people could read and follow along with. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to me, that just like really kind of resonated with like how like cis heteropatriarchy mm-hmm. is like part of like colonialism and like Eurocentric views of like gender and sex and bodies and like what we're supposed to look like. And yeah, so I yeah. found that really interesting actually yeah. that they that this like. Like, as like it was like they're trying to like the assumption was that it was a gender binary that these are like a male and a or like and that by gender they also mean sex because yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. embedded into sexist notions that gender and genitals are the same thing which is not true but that that that's like that was like the expectation and then it was like hard to read so that I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of like that in terms of like. Just, like, two-spirit kind of, like, representation in a way of, like, vis-a-vis, like, just not fitting into the, uh, like, imperial, like, understanding of, of gender representation. Yeah, and then I think, so you can't differentiate between them physically, like, visually, but oh. then but then it goes, like, hyper, you know, patriarchal, right? Like, this, it, it turns on this whole, like, animalistic alpha male thing. And mm-hmm. so the the woman, mm-hmm. uh, or the female of, of of this race, like sort of acts at the male's behest. Like she grabs the she grabs Aaron when the male tells her to, right? And is really really super hyper aggressive until he says stop. And and so then the 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 settler guy kind of catches on, acts like a total alpha male. He's like, I'm going to be the most alpha male ever. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Aaron, like, shut up until I tell you to talk. You know, he has to like right away. It's it's I have to denigrate her and I have to like I have to show that you know she 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 doesn't act without me. So that yeah. was really frustrating. It's, it's totally this idea of like like this hyper masculinity that you know perpetuates itself and you know is is self demonstrating through the denigration of women of women. Like, yeah, you have to. Yes, yeah. which is like. Was was actually like really really telling, yeah. Because yeah. like afterwards he's kind of like I have to do this, I have to do this, like blah blah blah. It's like, all just you realize how just necess- a, yeah. necessary this is, etc. Yeah. etc. But like immediately that's the first thing, right? And he, he never apologizes for it. No, no, he's no. like, it, and that's the thing. It's like he does all of these things, so he's he totally cheats her as as inferior, and you know is really disrespectful to her and and his justification as well it's an, it's a matter of survival and he does he does things to other people later on where it's the same thing it's like really awful things but but actually I'm actually helping you right never mm-hmm. mind that like the only reason any of these people are in any trouble at all is because it literally it's, it's yeah. all your fault yeah right mm-hmm. but he, he wants to be thanked he wants always that justification to like erase what he's done and so he never has to individually take responsibility for it and apologize to any of these people or like or, or like you know have any sort of reconciliation with them you know right. like, like like even understanding yeah. consequences yeah. like beyond him yeah yeah no it's yeah. just it's, it's, it's all a reconciliation it's like okay yeah. you know this happened I had to do it I had to do it and I didn't know any better uh had this impulse yeah almost. but like it happened yeah. and so deal with it yeah just yeah. I, you know it, it's over it's gone like i didn't really mean it like yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean the, the other thing that struck me as interesting about this scene in particular is you know he gets like he gets hyper hyper patriarchal mm. like super toxic like hyper masculinity so fast but so easily but yeah. that's what the quote-unquote indigenous characters yeah. understand right but that's what they immediately react yeah. to right so it per- portrays and like perpetuates this idea of the hyper masculine yeah you know, Indian warrior mm-hmm. who, you know, treats, you know, treats indigenous women in particular, but then 
of course, all women, like, really yeah. just respectfully and violently, and, like, that's what they respond to, right? Like, yeah. that's what you recognize as authority in Indigenous communities if you're a warrior, right? Yeah. So it, like, brings in that, like, savage element to it, that kind of, like, animalistic, like, later yeah. on he compares them to Dobermans. Yeah, they're, they're definitely always compared to animals, and the thing is, is that he takes so easily to this guy asserting himself, like, in a, in a very simple way, like, him, him, like, yelling at Aaron, you know, oh, he must be like more, you know, even more masculine than me. Like, right. really unbelievable. Like this guy. Like these are. These I mean, are is tough. it though? I feel like I've kind of seen those sorts of displays actually happen. Well, yeah, is but the I, thing. I don't know, but I mean, like, uh, I don't like know. among white dudes, right? Yes. Like I've seen white dudes just kind of like yell at each other, <laughs> and you know, and they're not actually saying anything. Yeah. Mm. They're just like puffing up their chest. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Well, I think there's, like, a lot of just, like, base-level reactions kind of happening. And, like, body language means a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but also, I, I felt like the way that uh, the response ha- happened where he was being all hyper-masculine and, and being, like, a total douchebag. Um, I, th- I, th- I would say, like, it wasn't even, like, about degrading women because I feel like like womanhood was like stripped from these characters and it was very much about like femaleness because right. like yeah, also true. too like yeah. in terms of it was like about sex yeah. reproductive ability like presumptively mm-hmm. and that like oh this is your we gonna own this uterus like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. idea yeah. rather than even just like woman or you know because I right. feel like it was like not even it was beyond gender it was yeah. not even there was no gender it was just about sex and like their and your and your and like your reproduction and like and that kind of like biological essentialism of like your sex is only valuable for reproductive purposes like on either side and yeah then, like, like i'm gonna own that and yeah. yeah and therefore like that's my oven you yeah, know yeah. kind of idea oh. so that's kind of like i feel like what was going and that was like the implication of like savagery that like this is what is going to be rec- re- like recognized amongst these dogs mm-hmm. that they're going to see who's alpha who's top like and that like yeah. there's different social protocols which like I think is like a really interesting like orientalist and like colonial like perspective that's being represented in that like they can only like see um they, they're like only they're like willing to only like reduce indigenous characters to like this kind of representation if they're like trying to go for indigeneity mm-hmm. like they're like oh you're just nothing but like basically like you're a, you're a bloodhound you're yeah, here to sniff out yes. the you're here to sniff out the prisoners yeah. and like you're only doing this because you're getting paid like i don't mm-hmm. know yeah yeah it yeah you like, don't you like yeah kind of this idea that you know these characters have been to a certain extent like forced into this this mode of living right um or you know have chosen it presumably they've chosen it right like who knows what what the rest of their species are doing or you know they're naturally inclined towards this right. kind of violence right exactly. because later on they're torturing yep. Uh, Dargo, yeah. and they're like really into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then even like near the end, they're like, "Oh well, how hungry are you? Should we keep fighting these people so we can like kill them and eat them? How hungry are you, right?" This like was it did, was, was it that about like, eating them or was yeah. it like how hungry are you? How like should we you should we do this paid? for the job? Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I thought. Oh like, really? Because I thought it was like, you know, the, the rewards off. Yeah. Well, no, because the reward was the reward was off. Was yeah, off. True. So, like they wouldn't yeah, get paid right. for they the job. Get so like if they're gonna kill them, then like you know, if you're hungry. Yeah, because in in their lair, in their torture lair, there there seemed to be like big bones there. Yeah, remember? Right. Yeah, and I was wondering about that. So yeah, maybe that was the. Also, why did they even have a torture lair? I, I didn't know. even think about it, but know. they have this torture lair. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they're 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 uh, they're bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. I didn't know yeah. that. They're, are they from the planet? I thought that they were coming like. Yeah, it's weird because I thought that they came from off planet too. But also, like to a certain extent, you know, it's it's one of those things. Also, you know, like does it even matter what the details are? Yeah, if these characters are indigenous, we know we don't need the details, right? Like we know that these are warriors. They're savage. They're patriarchal. And they like causing people pain yes. and destroying people and acting, which you know, is not brutal ways. Also, no. also, they're super. Right. It's, it's the settler anxiety. It's that yeah. fear of you know, like, right? They're circling oh, the wagons. Yes. Yeah, right. Like they're also yes. shown to be really not good deal makers, right? Because oh yeah, uh, so oh, the, oh, oh, right. Oh, oh. The the settlers like, oh uh, yeah, I, I'm a bounty hunter too. So we're gonna we're gonna work together and we're gonna split everything. Uh, you know, 60, 60 40. And uh, the guy's like, no, oh, yeah, 70, 40, 40 right? Yeah, and then, then he's like, 80, 40. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, like, like it's just shown as, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, literally. And yeah. then the other thing that's interesting is then Crichton, pasty face, introduces himself as Butch and Aaron as Sundance. Right, so of course she, right. 
Yeah, the the sidekick thing, you know, oh my gosh. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid also yeah. set within this, you know, the, the Western trope. Violence. Yeah, because yeah. at first when I heard Sundance, I thought, like, Sundance. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird for me. No, no. Yeah, exactly, right? No, but it's like, it's that, like, the idea of a Western, right? And we're the, we're the cowboys. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, like... We cowboys, you Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing, like, I also found that the way that they were portraying, like, in that first kind of encounter with, like, Aaron and, um, Pastyface and these, like, two indigenous bounty hunters was, like, that the, almost, like, the, the narrative that was being established was, like, that, oh, these, these native people are, like, without consent protocols, and that, like, almost as if rape culture started with us, mm, yeah, kind of shit, mm-hmm. that really pissed me off to see that, when it's, like, Because animals kid, don't have consent. Yeah, like... Yeah. There's so many yeah. things, too. Like, when this kid already, from the get-go, was super unconsensual with his, like, almost bringing Aaron into yeah. a wormhole, and she's saying, don't bring me into a wormhole. It could kill us. It yeah. could kill me, yeah. including slash you. Slash, maybe yeah. I don't want to end up in the other side yeah, of the exactly. universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, slash, you know, right. where you're going. Yeah. yeah. You know? like And so, like, all these things are, like, happening. I don't know. I find, like, that's, like, really particular and intentional. And, like, I, that's where I, I just kept feeling, like, oh, these are, like, all these anti-Indigenous tropes that are being, like, manifest with these mm-hmm. characters of, like, oh, like, so savage. But, like, not savage. How, like, I would like to reclaim the term savage of, like, yeah. savage as fuck as in your land, like, reclamation yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about to happen. That's but, savage. Yeah. In a good way. Well, it's interesting, too, because I feel like in some of the sci-fi that we've seen, what ends up happening is that, you know, the the white male character gets played off. Like, indigenous people act as a foil to the white male character, where he ends up, he learns something about himself, or oh, yeah. he becomes better yeah. through interactions. Whereas, like, right, right. in this one, Pacey Face, you know, like, it could have been an interesting thing where he realizes that the way that these people are acting is totally inappropriate, and he needs to not do that, but instead he's just drawn further and further and further into this kind of behavior, and it's reified and it's justified. Yeah. And you know, there's there's no lesson, right? There's no lesson. There's no lesson. Nothing is learned. He comes no. out uns- yeah, like you know, is. like white men everywhere come out unscathed, while everybody else around them continues to be harmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's like it's completely you know unself-reflexive. Yeah. So um, okay, there. Uh, Aaron is offered an amnesty now. So there's another another recording made uh, from this guy who offered the bounty. So he says, look, I'll offer you an amnesty uh, if you sort of turn in the rest, right? Mm-hmm. And and she's like, you know, she's sitting there, you know, thinking in her, about whatever. And the guy's like, you can't really be serious about thinking. You know, like, there's no way that she could be selfish and make decisions that would benefit her and <laughs> not necessarily benefit people around them because that kind of thing's wrong, right? Unless you're pasty face, in which case mm-hmm. it's totally okay. In which case, like, anything you want goes. Yeah, everything, literally. Mm. Um, and then, so, the, the blue creature, uh, Zan, she, she's coming down. Oh, no, wait, first the other guy comes down. Dargo. Right, yeah, Dargo comes Dargo down comes and he's captured. Mm-hmm. Right, pretty quickly, uh, and and uh, yeah, so he's he's captured and they're in their torture lair. Yeah, because yeah. they because the natives smell him. Yeah, yeah, because we're fucking bloodhounds. Wow, like literally, like he just gets on the planet and all of a sudden they're they're, like, like, they're sniffing at the air. Yeah, like right away. Oh, we smell him. Like, how do you even know what he smells like? Yeah, but they can smell different like alien races. Because yeah. because when Zan comes down later, they whatever race she is. Because we're famous yeah. for tracking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I can totally. I can smell. I can smell. I can smell anything right now. I've got these pollen allergies, man. I can smell the wine I was just drinking. I can. I can smell everything. There's a Delvian like two blocks away from me. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh man, I think and I... all I want to do is is kill her and eat her. <laughs> because... and stuff. Right. Yeah, That's very Nietzsche. And I want to go yell at I want to go yell at somebody so that they they know that I'm better than they are. That you're the alpha. That's right. Yeah. British AF. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Taff. Yeah. Watch out Twitter hashtag Taff. And then one thing like the way that Zahn, even just like Zahn and Aaron both, but like especially like Zahn being like soaking up the solar flares all the time. Yeah. It's just like I feel like it's just like reinforcing this trope of women as frivolous sex objects who are like oh totally and she's like super spiritual I can't keep my clothes on when the sun comes yeah (laughs) you know and just like and and there's the thing is teasing the man you know like oh you might see my lady parts yeah and it's like as if there's I don't know and I feel like what's the subtext of there being something wrong with blue lady parts yeah yeah, exactly you know like what's that about yeah so I don't like that and I don't know I, I, I just feel like 
there is such a potential for a, like multiple conversations around like cultural protocols and difference and like different worldviews like within sci-fi especially when we're talking intergalactically because mm-hmm. we can really easily talk about like okay so ex- feeling the warmth of the sun means something completely different for me than it might mean for some Delvian yeah. you know and but still like despite all of this possibility for there to be like interesting intricate like social commentary and cultural exchange none none no, of nothing. it zero in that, farscape i know nothing I just, in farscape i'm i'm yawning just thinking about the show it was so boring like they could have done yeah. you know you, you take the these sci-fi uh, you know backdrops like you, you you put all the work into the into the clothes and now yeah. and then you just do like the most boring unoriginal stories like why 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 it's such a waste every time I see that I'm just like oh like it just it it bothers me yeah you want it to be better you want it to be plans within plans plans within plans but somehow you know it's just a cheesy like soap opera yeah that's and just not, it that's just yeah. it right one it takes like 10 years for them to make a, a flipping black panther movie yeah meanwhile farscape had like how many seasons oh, like nine yeah like mediocre like, white guy whining about like how tough life is while letting everybody get screwed over because yeah. of him like that's and saying quote we can be allies yeah unquote. yeah that's things i never need to hear that's from good. white men yeah ever yeah. We can be allies. Yeah. So okay. Wait. No. We're not there yet. Right. So we're we're Sorry. at the torture layer. No. No. It's the torture layer. You got us back on track. We just yeah. keep going all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so they're at the torture layer. Dargo is captured, and he's put into kind of like this. I don't know. Restraints. Restraints. Yeah. And so this is the, the an important part of the plot because we find out the title. Yeah. Yeah. So which I didn't realize until. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they're now, so they're going to torture him. So Dargo's got kind of like these tentacles that kind of come around his face, and he's got kind of like chin tentacles and stuff. And so they're, you know, uh, pasty faces there being like, oh, you know, he's a Luxon and Luxons will never give in to torture, blah, blah, blah. And of course, these indigenous warrior, the Vokarians are kind of like, oh, well, you know, let's see. Like, they're you know, like, it's we, not going to hurt it. us. We like, yeah. we like spilled people pain. Blood. Yeah, we yeah. like spilled blood. Yeah. So they grab one of his tentacles and they cut into it and he's bleeding this red blood. And it turns out that if Luxons bleed dark blood, they get blood poisoning and die or something. Um, so they need to, like, stimulate the blood until it becomes clear. And so, uh, you know, at this point, Dargo's kind of, like, cursing Pacyface and being like, how could you betray me? You yeah. flip a narc and shit like that. <laughs> um, and then Pacyface goes over, grabs the tentacle that's been cut and starts, like, squeezing it really hard, right? Which is apparently, like, going to make it, like, so it, he doesn't get this blood poisoning. But I imagine it was quite painful. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, saying all this crappy thing. But, okay, but here's the thing I was confused about. So he's saying these shitty things to him, sort of under his breath. Like, I was like, wait, is this for the benefit of, mm-hmm. of these other people? I don't think they can hear him. I think he's yeah. just actually saying shitty things. Like, you know, this is this is all your fault. Like, he was just, like, saying crappy things to him. Like, I think he was, like, actually insulting him. Like, what are you doing here? This is all your fault. Blah, blah, blah. Just, oh, like, right. Blaming yeah, like, him. responsibilizing right. him for saving yeah. his ass. Yeah. 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 Like, like, later on, he's like, you're not supposed to be down here. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't say you could be here. Like, what the hell? So yeah, he's like, he's just like, literally. like causing him actual pain and then like cussing him out under his breath. And at the same time, like proving to be the, you know, he's, he's got to be the alpha male still. And then he like punches him twice really, really hard to knock him out. Yeah. Right. Like, like, uh, like this is like the worst, like, this is like the worst bro you've ever known. Yeah. Just like picture the bro. We've all known this bro. Ugh. You've known this bro. I've known this bro. Maybe you are this bro. Oh, don't be the bro. Don't, don't be, the bro. be that bro. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say I'm willing to give Pacey Face a little moment though, because like when those kids were, okay, sorry. When those, when those kids were cutting into, uh, what's his face's name? Dargo. Dargo. Sam Terrible's name. Cutting into him. He did yell. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one thing that I found kind of slightly annoying, where Dargo was, like, not realizing that this kid was undercover, trying to not get him killed. Even though it's his fault that Dargo got captured, it's his fault that Dargo was even there in the first place, but... I just, come I just, on, I you know, like a little bit of that. Classic. That's the only moment that I would even say about P- POS, because yeah. I can't handle him. Yeah. But he did yeah. at least try... To not get Dargo killed. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's kind of, you know, we were talking about NGOs earlier this yes, evening. Yes, You know, and we're talking about, you know, it's like that savior complex, right? It's right, that, fully. Right? It's that, like, what, like, you know, the white people come in and they hurt everybody. 
<laughs> they, they, but they like they feel like they're helping everybody, but actually they're screwing up. But everything. they prevent you from being killed, so yeah, it's like this. yeah, so it's True. like this, That's or good. like you know, they're That's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna stop this other person from effing up your life, but I've actually While I continue on, at the base. It's actually my fault, right? Or worse, yeah. worse, they That's do a, a little bit of damage control themselves. <laughs> like they 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 set off these series of events and bad relationships, and then they do a little mm-hmm. bit of damage control in one of those relationships, but that bad blood wouldn't happen anyway, right? right? Yes. Like so, it, and then it's like you're not even thankful for the fact that we broke up this fight that was yeah. actually over us. But yeah, like, Pacey yeah. Face is like the white environmentalist movement right now. <laughs> right. I guess like yeah. fully. I can see that. Fully. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, white light slash white savior BS from Cracker. That's what, that's my, that's what my note says. White so, guy quote, we can be allies. End quote. Yeah, yeah, because later on, you know, um, Dargo ends up freeing himself, by the way. Because yeah, he, like, yeah. pretends to have passed out. And then later he, like, rips himself out of his restraints because he's, like, such a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, goes after Pasty Face and is, like, going to kill him. And Pasty Face manages to convince him that, like, oh, I was actually trying to save your ass. Um, and then, you know... It starts, like, waxing rhapsodic about how, you know, I guess we're never going to be friends. Like, can't you and I ever be friends? Wham, wham, wham. Why can't we reconcile? Right. And Dargo's like, no, we're not going to be friends. You I keep screwing you. me over. Every time I, I let down my guard, you screw me over. Oh, yeah, no, that's the best. Every time yeah. I let my guard down, you disappoint me. Right. And right. I was like, that's literally something I could say to every single white man I've there we ever go. met. There we go. In my right. life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but, okay, but that's this it. time. That's the oh. battle cry. Let the past be the past. Yeah, I hate that. It's time to it's time to make a new relationship. Oh yeah, new relationships. I'm sorry. All based on the old relationships. All informed by the context established by the old relationships too. By the way, you, you can't know? say no to it. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, that was your uh, Twitter. That was loving the yeah. other day, well, yeah. weeks ago, yeah. when you were talking about the power, like, of consent and the ability to say no. Yeah. And that really, I really strongly feel that, and I also feel like very frustrated that there's like this widespread conversation around like nation to nation relationship frameworks with the with Canada. Yeah, we can't do that. That has to not be okay. Well, it ha- I think it, when I think did, it like when be- did Canada become a legitimate nation? There we like, go. Actually, like legally, yeah. according to like. You know, settlers' own laws. Tell me at what point Canada actually Ooh. became a legal nation You're state. You're being so generous by and letting settlers can... use their own laws, even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. They can't do it. But that's the thing. Right? Even under their own... Like, yeah. Why, how am I going to reconcile with something that is, like, actually just a lie? Yeah. Right. You yeah. can't reconcile with a lie. Big question. And if, if people... If, if, like... If any First Nations want to do that, want to have a relationship with, with Canada and recognize them as legitimate then, you know, it needs to be a choice. Like, Molly was also talking mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, the, the ability to say yes to things, too. Like, that consent can't just be about the right to say no. It also has to be about the right to be, you know, you have to be able the to say yes if you yes, want to. Yeah. So I'm totally, like, if, if people want to do that, but it has to be, like, it has to actually be a decision. It can't just be, like, given, taken for granted that we're going to have this relationship because there's no other choices. Like, it, it, right. t- it, it takes exactly. for granted that Canada has to continue to exist, even though it's only been here for 150 years. Whoop-de-doo. Right. Like, like seriously, whoop de freaking do 150 years? Wow. Like, not impressed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's mm-hmm. not like we can't do something else. Like, maybe Canada, you just got to go. You just got to go. I mean, maybe I would. I would not necessarily say maybe. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> True. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to be generous here, right. but like, yeah. And you know, know, even even high that, that, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad yeah. you're listening in. Yeah. Glad to hear right. we have a, a wide ranging audience. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Like, you think about the the RCMP agent that probably gets like has to listen. Like, you're whatever. Your that's the best job. I know, right? Your perf- portfolio job. is to listen to to Métis in space and just like. Oh yeah, uh, well you know uh, they talk about this wine that they drink. I, in order to really get the fully, I think that there's a message. I'm gonna buy the wine and I'm gonna drink it to listen to them because because subliminal messages. Yeah, that's the only way I can get the full experience yeah. that I need to be able to properly uh, profile them. Exactly. So that is true. And then they also that. have to donate to your land fund. Hey, I like it. I like it. Okay, yeah. cool. But okay, but slight I just want to add to the conversation of the ability to say yes. Like yeah. I think that I guess I feel personally I feel a little conflicted about that because in terms of like, you know, if Ongwe Homeways want to say yes to Canada, like my question is like what does that mean for other Ongwe Homeways yeah. who mm-hmm. you have 
relationships with because we have all of these nation to nation agreements yeah. that are pre Canada pre yeah, yeah. you know pre Trudeau <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which can you imagine a Canada before Justin Trudeau oh my wow. god I even I, a four years it was it was a dark her. time stop yeah. Harper yeah. exactly <laughs> and honestly I love it I I wish I kind of miss the Harper days when Canadians were self depreciating and hating themselves yeah, yeah. versus like and being it, proud oh the like self righteous like yeah like, oh, we're back into uh, that, but it's the same thing is is when you have when you have somebody who who just like alienates everybody then it's easy to get people to understand that he's also doing really harmful things to your community and people are like yeah yeah i mean he cut the long form census i mean right. god <laughs> what a monster exactly. like he, what is he doing you oh yeah probably but like everybody oh, loves yeah, probably. everybody loves trudeau but trudeau is like right? well he carried he carried some water up yeah, his shirt yeah, to yeah grandma he, right <laughs> <laughs> He did. Trudeau talked to a grandma one time. He yeah. did. He, he brought her like four liters. Not all prime ministers. Hashtag. Water. Oh Not all know. prime ministers. Hashtag. Uh, but he was up in APTN's Hot Girls recently. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm curious. Uh, but actually, I, I had I'm a I'm not. He's gonna, I saw, like, I saw he's the live. be spelling bullshit. No, I heard his first two seconds of talking. I hated it. Made me want to puke. People but, were live tweeting. It was great. Yeah. Like, they really grilled him. That's what I like. Yeah. I want to see the grill. Yeah. Mm. I want to see the charcoal yeah. marks. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but the thing is, it's like, so there is a bit of a cult of personality around this guy, oh, right? absolutely. So he's the only one Americans no yeah well yeah and but he's on the front of vogue i heard no god please no i gotta yeah maybe not yet but it's planned no gonna, there was something yeah yeah, yeah. oh and I, yeah. whatever anyway so it, but it's more difficult to get canadians to be like yeah but you know look at all the nice the things boss, he's doing same as the old you. boss yeah exactly it's all a bunch of rhetoric like i i i sat there and read the um the 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 speech from the throne uh mm -hmm. with with my students and we were going through it, like, you know, to sort of understand the process and we're reading through it. And they're, and they're like, like, what does all this mean? Like, and, and so we're break you know, we were breaking it down and just like, and I was like, yeah, good question. It's just all a bunch of political promises. Right. And, and they were really interested in hearing about like this, uh, this new relationship with indigenous people. Cause my students are Inuit and they were just like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> they're, they're like, well, we know that Canada thinks that they own our land. They tell us how many whales to hunt, but like. They don't own our land. They don't even live there. They, they would die if they tried to live there. They're like, you know, to them See, it's like ridiculous. Now like, that's where, if I could turn back time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not help them? Yeah, yeah. not yeah, help them. Yeah. That would have been great. Right? But like, but, but that's We can whole, start oh. now. Well, you could. By not helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, that, that's, that's just it, right? Like, that's just it. Is that, that's the thing that, like, I think in some ways is going to make Trudeau an even more challenging enemy than Harper. Agreed. Right? Because he's going oh, to give, agree. he's going to give just enough token stuff, right? Like yeah. this yeah. is why, for example, like education is starting to get a lot of funding, right? There's a lot oh, of funding yeah. for like, quote unquote, like reconciliation projects and that uh -huh. kind of thing. But in, as soon as you start talking about concrete stuff, like the land or even right. languages, five languages, million dollars one time. Yes. Like, Freaking Paul Martin gets like $30 million. Yeah. And we get nothing for language? Like, give me a break. Well, yeah. hold on. The French are colonized by the English uh, here in Quebec. Don't oh, Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> no, Quebec cannot. Like, oh, my that. God. They just deny their colonialism so hard. So here. deeply. It's really yeah. bad. But, yeah, you're talking, yeah, exactly concrete. I mean, this, this whole thing, this uh, recent meeting in Manitoba about compensation to the Métis for land. Like, I, I don't even want to get into that too deep, but, like, I don't want your damn money. I mean, right. to be fair, as members of the Métis Nation of Alberta, yeah. we're not, probably not going to get any of that damn money no, anyway, we're not. even we're not. though the reason that we're fucking living, at least the reason my family's living yeah, in Alberta, is because we got pushed out. It's because we got pushed out because yeah. of everything that happened with yeah, the Manitoba exactly. Act. That's... And are they going to recognize the Manitoba Act as a treaty? I doubt no. it. No. No. Right? No. And, and that, but that's a compensation. We're not, right? We're aboriginal. Yeah. And... We use the land, but we don't have... We didn't use the land in a, a way that's Aboriginal enough. Yeah, yeah, That was literally that, yeah. like, fucking that's colonial being, court decision. Yeah, right? it's like being our, measured in these fucking Occidental terms. Yeah, yeah that are totally absolutely. From any sense yeah. of indigeneity. But this is it's the typical. thing. Is, is compensation under, under the Canadian common law and civil law system only allows for monetary compensation. So you have to figure out what the damage was you 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 put you attach a value to it and you pay people off and you're like that's it yeah right but we, and now, now we have to somehow like buy our land back we, and that's a, my that's family still live in the it. red river valley you think the government's no. ever going to give me enough money to buy my own land back lac saint is is is, is in 
completely covered with like these uh, cottages and summer houses. Right. We, How are you going to buy out all can't. the settlers? We right. Can't. And and or, or oil company. Right. You know, yeah. big industry. And the idea. Yeah, is, you're going to buy the surface rights, yeah. but you're not going to buy the subsurface yeah. rights, right? Like. No, it's it. We have to. There has to be another another way of looking at uh, at compensation that yeah. isn't just about money. And literally, like, we really have to be like, okay, no. You clean up, clean up our lakes. Get those damn cottages off the lake. Stop crapping into the lake. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I hate Canada. Canada should dissolve. I'm like all about like traditional reclamation and like you know like exactly what you guys are gonna be doing with your two lane too furious. Yeah. But I will say, if they were to just clean up the fucking water, oh yeah, I would be, be, huge. be huge. I would lay off a lot. Yeah. I would yeah. lay off a lot. But well, you hear that? RCMP? Amanda yeah. Liquors. I'm going to lay off. But that's the thing. Because it's actually... <laughs> you clean up the water. Yeah. I mean... But that's something concrete, right? Yes. Like, which that's they don't want to do. Right? That's when... Like, this is the other thing, right? Is, like, indigenous people, you know, at the base of it, are a threat to the Canadian economy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so, like, when it comes down to it, reconciliation, what the government is calling reconciliation, is, is never going to do anything concrete because concretely we are a threat to the canadian economy exactly and so like it's about neutralizing us assimilating so therefore they can just pay you off or anyone and that's the hope is that we're going to accept like this western standard of value and and just like be open to the sacrifice of our culture our language our territories our lifebloods our worldviews like all of these super crucial like unreplaceable things but once you take the money under their system that's it. You have no that's more legal it, yeah. claim. And, and, and under international yeah. law as well. Right. Right? So this is an issue. And, and which so is messed up because people duress. are living in poverty. Exactly. If yeah. you're like, that's the thing is, is that it, it goes back to that free prior and informed consent. Exactly. It, it, you can't have coercion. You can't have a situation where you have no other choice. And and when you're dangling, you know, money in front of people who are desperately poor and need it just to survive. And have been poor. And who yeah. have since you showed up yeah. and impoverished them. Like, and like also you can't like fault them for taking it. You know? Exactly. Like, and you're you controlling can't. like goods and services in yeah. and out of like their space. And like for Northern Res folks, like you're mm-hmm. paying eight to 12 to 16 to even more dollars per bag of milk. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they're going to say like, yeah, you know what? I will take your freaking $10,000. Yeah. Cause my kids need to eat. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a choice. That's, that's not like a, that's not a choice not on them. No, it's not even exactly. a choice. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen, I'm like, and due respect to, to people like Lindsay Nixon who are doing really good work around, you know, doing generative critiques of record, like of reconciliation right. that like, you know, is really looking to expand the definition of stuff. Right. But what I've seen is like reconciliation is the new assimilation. Yeah. Period. Period. That's it. I mean, because the, the dominant, like, because the people who are owning that discourse largely, I think, are, are, are either like directly involved in reconciliatory processes that are deemed suitable by the government of Canada mm-hmm. or are either involved in some kind of industry or sometimes high level a- academia. And so it's like folks who are already kind of like half whatever one foot in the canoe one foot in the ship kind of shit like i hate to right, use that right. analogy steering steering the ship or whatever yeah, yeah. I, hate, I hate that but you know like it's it, a lot i feel like there and is again a, it's not it's not to say that individuals are like you're working with what you have that's right. the thing you know like, yes that's the thing is ac- ac- like even, that's even academics will, will acknowledge that like there's there's compromises that you have to make in order to stay there and to survive right in in you know in the ivory tower you know whatever it, there's few Nietzsche's in there and the ones that do really, really have to like battle it out to, to, to stay in there. And there's, right. you just have to learn a system. You have to learn how to play that system. And part of playing that system is, you know, when it comes to monies for reconciliation, you got it, you know, you got to fit into their, into the form. Right. Right. And it, you, you try as much as you can to like, to do something outside of it, but you're still constrained. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's the issue is all of us, no matter what projects we're working at, you know, we were talking about funding. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to take funding from like oil companies and you're like, yeah, but it's all oil money in Alberta, which is true, right? Like how pure, how ideologically pure can you get when it's all compromised? Well, I think that's a very important question. And I think that's where like the importance of like kinship structures mm. come in and like, what does it mean to be accountable to community mm. and to our relations? And like, yes, like, I mean, people probably know me for being hardline against the academic industrial complex or against NGOs or against industry or against the police or against the state or against, no, <laughs> 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 but like 
at the same time though like i'm not going to just like toss out a relation because they're working at greenpeace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like right. they're suffering in that context and like but also what you do in that moment of power and like that moment of access also really matters because yes. you can either make my life easier or you can make my life harder yeah. and i would really appreciate it if it wasn't harder yeah you know and like and, and by <laughs> that i mean yes. like actually like pushing those spaces to like act to to be more accountable because there are real human beings yeah exactly and that's that's the thing that people don't like want to like i feel like dissolve that factor is that there's actual real human beings and you can make a decision Mm -hmm. and i don't know Yeah. yeah i think one of the things that like actually you know we and this is something that we keep coming back to on this show and when we talk about science fiction is like the importance of actually being able to concretely envision futures that don't rely on these systems that we're all relying on right now right Right. and like how do we take steps knowing that if we're doing this work that we're that all of us are doing you know we're never going to be able to access the kinds of resources that people who want to continue repressing us are going to have access to right with that in mind like highly under-resourced no funding no money and like relying predominantly on you know our cultures and our traditions and our kinships and our networks of relations and also like how do we make these how do we make these futures that we've envisioned a reality right yeah, so like right. how do we like you know in so much as we can how do we get outside of these systems while still having to actually live within them and navigate them? and yeah and make those choices yeah within yeah. them mm-hmm. well and this is this is what um disappoints me so much about um a lot of science fiction because i love mm-hmm. it i love science fiction for what it's what it can do but a lot of it doesn't go very far and so you know i was, I was laughing like about how years. how how canada canada, canada 150 years old like whoop de do right you know look at like kind of the system that has become the the norm globally and and we want to look outside of that but most science fiction doesn't it just projects it into the very far future mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. i'm supposed to believe in the, in a couple thousand years that we're going to continue to have this same dysfunctional system that doesn't really work for the majority of human beings on this planet like like really that's that's what you got like the the inability to to see outside of these few you know this century and a half or two centuries or even three you know just like since since you know colonization began i mean it's a, it's a blip in in human history but we can't see outside of it i feel like it's just it's it's so all encompassing yeah right and it's been but science it fiction needs to punch us through i think right? well yeah. science but like who's science well, that's western it. science that's it. fiction right mm-hmm. and and that's like a huge you know and like this is something like even earlier i was thinking like you know i feel like especially in indian country but all spaces where folks are trying to like work towards a decolonial praxis which means um supporting also indigenous people but anyway sometimes i almost don't even want a word to use decolonial or decolonized but um like that we need to be like really interrogating our our investment in western sciences and the ways in which western science has actually been built on a eugenic Mm -hmm. ideology and like financing the history of of like birth control as we know it comes from a eugenic praxis like these are the things that we need to be really centering because how race is constructed here in the so-called new world Mm -hmm. has everything to do with eugenics and it's like really intentional the way that like for instance like black like african diaspora folks who were like stolen from their continent and brought here forcibly through slavery and Ongwahome people on this territory like how we were like specifically and antagonistically racialized as in one drop versus blood quantum Mm -hmm. and like all these types of things and so like i think those are like where like indigenous sci-fi and like like indigenous futurisms and like afrofuturisms like are a lot more for me like lush and like interesting in in that sense and like how even um like something like you mentioned like Lindsay's article earlier of like how they're talking about that we are basically like already living and embodied indigenous futurisms from like generations before who called for us yeah yeah so I don't know, like I, I don't really think we have to like go back to the show that much. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, it's because it's boring. It's like whatever they they get off the planet. What do you do? Yeah, you know, right, right. And, and he they doesn't apologize well, for nothing. Like, let's talk about um, our fave. Oh, furlough. Yeah. Furlough, furlough was like the highlight of that whole forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, so yeah like totally. We should mention furlough a little. Bit. Totally, I totally just like I want to just like. You know, this this whole show, I think, has been so much about reifying this certain type of, like, as you mentioned, Amanda, like, kind of, like, cis-hetero-patriarchal binary, right? And, like, this idea of the alpha male, this idea of, like, animalizing indigenous people, this idea of, like, the white savior. And then furlough exists in there, I think, completely disrupting all of that. I agree. You know, like, I think she exists kind of, like, 
outside of those things, like she has this like very specific type of authority. She has her plans within plans, like her own agenda. She's like there, just like kicking everybody's ass. She doesn't give up an F. Yeah. And she saves Aaron. And she saves Aaron. Just like when yeah. I was really like, you're down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She saves Aaron, but then she she's also like not. You know, letting her letting her off for anything. Yeah, She's right. like, You're ridiculous. Yeah. Which is a great kinship model. Yeah, totally. Yeah, honestly, of like not letting people off, but still saving your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so she she ends up figuring out that. Uh, I mean, she was very savvy. She figured mm-hmm. out that what they were doing with the wormhole, and she realized that it would Quickly. be value to valuable to her. So he he's like. Well, I can't pay you, like, expecting that she's just going to be like, no problem, handsome. And she's like, no, yeah. uh, give me the data that you gathered and uh, and get out of here. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'll send you a copy. And she's like, no, no, I want, I want the all. original, yeah. yeah, and you get nothing. Yeah. And he was like, I can't do that. And she was like, okay, see you later. Oh, yeah. wait, you can't get off the planet without your shit that I fixed for you. Yeah. You know, and she just takes control of that situation yeah. and is like... Oh, you know, like not only did you cause everybody that you know in this entire universe pain and suffering, but oh yeah, you get absolutely nothing for it. Yeah. See you later. That, that was what cool. was he expecting to just not pay her? Literally, yeah. I think he really thought he was. He gonna was get like, "I'm gonna look good." By his, by his looks alone. Yeah, and, then, gonna, and then he's like, "My my guns, and you're gonna just fall in line because." I think there's something to say, like of like not only white boy privilege, but pretty. Yes, pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when dealing with you know a. Because she's 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 not conventionally attractive. Exactly. She's, she's a fat woman. She's a fat right? woman. She's not, not attractive. At all. Working in a male dominated exactly. field. Exactly. Right? And so and so he's supposed to just like she you know she's just gonna be like wow I'm getting attention from this sexy guy like no yeah, this, she she yeah. doesn't she doesn't want any of it and then he like petulantly is like well I'll see you on the other side of that wormhole in five years I can start again you know like I can yeah. do it on my own like I I've, I've got talents too like he just yeah. got totally upstaged by like everybody but he's still all like I'm still number one whatever this show's still about and me. they're gonna keep feeding him <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah 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 I so what do we 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 can we can we rate it? Can yeah. we rate it out of um, one to five? Throw him out of an airlock. Ooh, I like that. Throw him out of an airlock. I was saying eject. I was gonna rate eject into Stardust. Nice. That was gonna be my, Throw him out of an That was gonna be ra- yeah. my rating. So we're okay. actually so okay. This is okay. So this is gonna be a little different. So, so one five. throw him out of an airlock would be he's the number one person on the show that you want tossed out of an airlock. Oh. oh. Five means that out of the probably five characters that we've seen in this show, I'm guessing. He would be the last one you want thrown out. Of oh, one. oh, that's easy. One, one, okay. one. Yeah. one. Does yeah. anybody need to explain? No, that? I think we've already explained, explained it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely one. Throw him out of the airlock first. Big Get time. him out of there. And yeah. what's one? Yeah, two. one. <laughs> All right. Even the baby, the baby in the the. the if she could talk, she would say one. Yeah. One. That's yeah. literally so funny because I was gonna say I vote ejection into Stardust. Yeah, that nice. was gonna be my vote. And that's there how we go. Mean. There we go. Let's let's We're, let's vote that we eject Canada into Stardust. Oh. That's if it ever even really existed. Yeah. Well, right. there you go. It, it would be right. a paradox. Yeah. Right. It's not even a thing that can be ejected. Well, I, I hope that like years from now, our descendants are going to be like Canada. Lord. Could it ever really have been said to have existed? And I could it have Yeah. Been? I like that. Give it about three generations. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we have anything to say about it. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here on Otpem Suesquoyo Kitsigiskok Metis in Space. 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 Space.